0: The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com.
1: Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Connie Thiessen. One of the byproducts of the pandemic has been a shift to all things virtual experience. One of the Canadian headquartered companies on the leading edge of that trend is NextTech AR, which is using augmented reality and holopresence technology to change the way we consume entertainment, attend events, and even how we interact with consumer Ooh-hoo. advertising. On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Next Tech AR president, Paul Duffy, who talks about why AR is destined to become the next mass media, the tech behind turning hip hop star Offset into a hologram, its potential application for the broadcast industry, and more.
0: My name is Paul Duffy and I'm currently the president of Next Tech AR Solutions. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Connie, to talk a little bit about sort of myself and our business and what we're doing to sort of impact the world, particularly around entertainment and broadcast. You know, from my perspective, you know, I guess I've been doing this for almost 30 years now. I have probably never really held a real job. I, I always loved, um, I guess, designing technology uh, and finding a market to sell it. So I have uh, built and sold three different businesses in that area, and I'm currently in my fourth. Probably the one just prior to this, a lot of people know as Art Media. Uh, co-founded it with uh, you know, Renee Bardi here in Toronto and Paul Anka, a performer down in LA, and one of the local sort of merchant banks in town here in Toronto. And uh, ultimately, I ended up patenting a holographic telepresence, where I'd be able to take uh, you know pretty much any full-size human hologram and beam them around the world, uh, so that they could perform, they could educate, they could train, etc. Kind of the vision there was to beam the you know sort of the best in the world to the rest of the world. Uh, a little bit around the betterment of humanity, et cetera. But the notion is that you would be able to take a human, uh, whether they're performing, speaking, or training, and actually convert them to a hologram and then beam them through the public internet uh, so that you have this you know, really low cost transmission capability. And then on the other side of the world, whether you were in one location or several others, you'd be able to conjure up that hologram in real time and have them appear on stage. And then, more to the point, if you're in the audience and you wanted to interact and speak with that hologram live, you could go ahead and do it. So I'd end up creating this whole sort of telepresence platform, sitting on top of the internet. It's you know currently uh, in use several times, as you can imagine, with COVID several times uh, a week now, in all sorts of events around the planet. And that business has gone on to you know just essentially become almost like a a daily technology. Uh, within the audio-visual, the broadcast community. With Next Tech, we have a much, much uh, more ambitious and uh, broader approach. We're effectively on a mission to democratize augmented reality. Uh, and for those in your audience that don't know what augmented reality is, it, it can take on a variety of different definitions, but ultimately it's the ability to create photorealistic 3D holograms of people, products, scenes, or experiences, and be able to view them today through your phone, typically a smartphone or a tablet. Um, but tomorrow, and I mean in the next two to three years, with a low uh, weight or low cost, lightweight version of eyewear. And um, what's material about that is, you know, it's our vision and our belief, frankly, that augmented reality will become the next new mass medium. It, it will become so pervasive That much like today, as we think of email, as we think of text messaging, you know, it's just going to become a communication medium that everybody is exposed to and everybody understands and uses. And that has rather, you know, broad implications for a variety of sectors, um, but I believe it will actually impact virtually every (laughs) sector that people operate in. Uh, globally,
1: you sort of have three areas though that you're applying augmented reality and holographic telepresence to that you're focused on, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. In the early days, you know, kind of literally right now, there's sort of three broad sections of technology and, you know, what we refer to as go to markets sort or of lines of business. You know, the first area that that we're big in is AR for e commerce, you know, in the retail context, if you would. We convert an awful lot of shoppers to buyers through augmented reality. If you've ever looked to buy a vacuum cleaner, for instance, um, you know, you can go to one of our e sites, you can click on a button and you can bring a hologram of that vacuum directly into your home. You can view it, you can select, you can choose, you can see if it'll fit in your closet. I mean, there's all sorts of practical uses there, but ultimately from a commerce point of view, it just means that you can convert shoppers to buyers at a almost three to 400% greater increase than you would without holograms on your product site. We then have a complete stack of technology that uses augmented reality in the world of virtual events. Uh, This business, of course, with COVID has just exploded uh, in 2020, and just I don't see it abating actually going forward. It's, it's just become the new normal for any type of event. Even when we go back to hybrid or in person events, there'll always be a digital or a hybrid component to it. And that's where we see telepresence, it's where we see our virtual experience platform, it's where we see augmented reality all sort of coming together to create these unbelievably memorable experiences where you're not just looking into your computer screen or you're not just walking a show floor, but you're blending all of these technologies into a really rich, robust experience. And so that is a a phenomenally scalable business for us. And and, I mean, I could bore you to death for the next hour on all the clients we have. We have over a thousand clients in that sector alone that we've got, you know, sort of actively in development. And then Just in January, we launched our AR ad network, and this is super transformative. As we went through, I'll call it the latter stages of 2019, but mostly through 2020, this massive shift in shop from home on the e-com side of our house started to really escalate our interest in taking AR and creating an ad unit. We felt that on the e-com side of the business, if we could actually see a 4X conversion of a shopper to a buyer on a product page, what would it look like if we could do that in an ad? And so we set about developing the technology where we could create a hologram of a person, a hologram of a product, and then actually put them into an ad that could be served up programmatically on demand either in an event or on a web page or a blog post or in any targeted communication basically and then all you needed to do is if you're viewing it on your phone is click a button and the hologram from the ad actually appears in your house or in your office and we tested that and realized oh, it's a pretty strong it equates very well to what we were seeing on page the uh, 4x conversion was being realized in the context of the ad and so harijachi joined us he was the former president of Microsoft online built their entire online ad business and he now runs that segment within next tech so we're just launching that but when you think about it we'll have this fulsome ar ad tech at the top of the funnel that's got you know a three to four x conversion rate or click-through rate we've then got an experience tech that sits directly underneath that where we're driving people through the funnel into these activations and experiences and then now we've got the full AR commerce component where we're seeing those shoppers, those that are interested converting to buyers. And it's that fulsome full funnel stack that we always envisioned would be the first early use case of a truly democratic version of AR. In other words, you're using it in your you know, advertising, you're using it in your experiences or in store, and then you're using it in commerce where you're making purchases.
1: So as you alluded to, one of the byproducts of the pandemic is that demand for this technology has been accelerated. Mm. Talk about the past year and what business has been like.
0: Well, you know, it was interesting. We came into, I guess, this time last year with, you know, little glimpses into, you know, what was going on in Asia. And, you know, we started to see, you know, probably by the first, second week of February, in Europe, many of our clients were, were saying, look, you know, <laughs> this thing called COVID is coming around the corner. And, you know, we think we're going to start restricting a lot of our e spend and a lot of this and that, because uh, we just don't know. And then, you know, what, what we realized very quickly as a business was that, you know, our event platform, because it was as scalable and as enterprise class as it was, I mean, we were doing You know three to five events a week anyways with johnson and johnson viacom cbs here in canada the alberta health services they'd all been using the platform for effectively virtual events and all of a sudden the leads just started pouring in and by i would say the end of may we had just realized that there was no true virtual experience platform on the planet that had been designed specifically to tackle you know, for lack of a better term, a virtual event. Take an in-person event and create a virtual. And so we were in a very strong position to, you know, just move quickly to own that space. And uh, and we did. You know, today as I mentioned, we had over a thousand clients, and you know they've come in and and it's it's everything from associations to medical groups to universities, you know, to large enterprises. I mean, Amazon, Bell Canada, Telus. Canada alone, I can think about a dozen or more of the largest medical associations are all doing events on restaurants. Canada is coming up in a few weeks. They've got, I think, about almost 80,000 people attend their in-person show uh, over five days. So they're, they're doing it virtually on our platform uh, you know, in March. What's cool about it, though, is that the platform and what's possible in the world of virtual events now, uh, particularly when you've got AR, uh, means that you can create a performer as a hologram you can beam a man they can stand right beside your computer screen and while you're watching the computer screen you can turn and look at the hologram of the performer or the presenter if it's a product you can do the same thing you can listen to the you know the individuals talking to you in zoom uh, or in your event and then you bring up a product and it's floating around you and you're playing with it so it's an incredibly immersive experience and one that we just you know we we did it, it just came at us so quickly in 2020 that we just don't see it stopping through 2021
1: Let's get into some of the applications for the entertainment and the broadcast sector. One of the cooler things that happened in late 2020 for Next Tech was acquiring the Airshow app. Do you Mm -hmm. want to talk about some of the ways you've been using that to reach audiences in their homes?
0: For sure. I mean, Airshow is a fun app. Uh, Ultimately, the idea is that we've developed a pipeline that is uh, very easy to create a human hologram literally stand in front of a you know my camera my phone I can capture myself like I would for TikTok or any other you know app I can then upload that video and we convert it literally into a hologram and you can then have all the ticketing and the timing and the delivery of that hologram made available through Airshow so you know if offset goes to do uh, you know I think he had maybe two million people live stream, it's our tech that's actually providing the you know, virtual experience for you to meet and greet with offset after the event, or if he's doing a shout out during the event, you know, click, you can bring it up and he's right there in your house. You know, there's all sorts of awesome activations with AirShow. show. Typically when we show it to one of our clients, it lands in two very specific areas. One is, can we beam in uh, the VIP can we beam in the CEO? Can we beam in whomever the, the keynote is so that you know while you're in your home, that person is standing there in your living room as well? And then if there's a, I'll call it tentpole networking night, you know whomever the band is or whomever the entertainment or performer is, could be a comic, could be a, they've also got an air show capability along with the experience. Uh, so very dynamic. And I mean, we're just getting started with it. You're, you're going to see through 2021 authors bringing and standing on top of their book, making themselves available for you know, book club. You're gonna see, we have all sorts of university uh, professors right now, lab technicians, sounds crazy, but they're all setting up and delivering their labs through this format. Uh, here where I am in Toronto, uh, Ryerson University, very good example of that. They've been using it now for, I think, two terms. The plans for 2021 are, are super ambitious with what's happening there. Uh, We've multiple educational institutions in Asia looking at using it right now uh, for them as well. So, you know, it's coming fast and furious. I mean, if you if you painted a picture of a use case, I'd be able to tell you one that we're working on.
1: (laughs) So what are the possibilities here? Do you have any grand predictions on trends going forward as far as AR and entertainment go? How long? Do you think it will be before, you know, television as we know it, or that kind of program entertainment is being viewed holographically?
0: So, yeah. So, so I think you're in the middle of it right now. Uh, and here's what I mean. So today I can take my phone, I can point it at my computer screen or my TV screen. It will use computer visioning and triggers to actually pull down a full, volumetric, holographic experience, viewable through my phone, typically anchored or tethered to that screen. And then anything and everything around that screen, which is really just consider that you know ground zero, can come out and I can experience it. So if I'm looking at a TV screen and I'm broadcasting a show, I can literally put my phone over the top of it. And it's almost like you put a pair of stereographic glasses on but essentially, everything and anything coming off of that screen is now physically resonant in my room, or I guess probably better, virtually holographically resident in my room. And so, you know, if I'm looking at uh, a sporting event, I can view through my phone and I can see the scores, I can see the players, I can see all the information that would normally be on the screen, but it's now sitting around the screen. If I want to go right on to the, 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 you know, the pitch or watch what they're playing, I can see that as well. If it's a product and I want to have somebody come out and talk to me, I can literally have a brand ambassador standing on my keyboard and speak to me. If it's a a package or a, you know, we have a genie in a bottle product where you literally can, you know, basically wave your phone over the product and you can beam in a hologram and they'll talk to you in the context of episodic content. There's just so many different areas that it's tapping on right now. Uh, it's just really hard for, you know, at this stage, I, I think it's, it's happening. You're going to see it within 12 to 24 months. It's going to be quite common.
1: So you mentioned episodic content. Are you being approached by developers of unscripted and scripted entertainment?
0: Uh, I'll say yes. We we don't generally uh, go too deep into it right now. Um, just because we're so busy with all the other stuff we've got, but I could totally see, you know, from an entertainment point of view, the ability to do that. There's, there's, all the technologies gathering quite quickly to make that happen.
1: How accessible is this from a cost perspective and a labor perspective for what we now consider
0: traditional terrestrial television? Well, I think that's kind of a pretty material issue, right? And so here's how I'd answer it. There's this loose notion of user-generated content, which with the tools that are available to people today, radically reduce the cost to develop, I would say, you know, semi-broadcast quality content. And people are getting better at that. So the, you know, the workflow, the pipelines, the, you know, sort of the the way people can gather online and build content is changing radically. A lot of that being accelerated through COVID, uh, people just working virtually together. So the pipeline to manufacture and make content uh, is dropping dramatically cost anyways, time is, is accelerating as well. So the net deliverable out of that pipeline as an AR asset tied to some form of broadcast is now becoming less and less expensive. So my feeling is that you'll probably notice tribes of people who will create content and overlay it on existing broadcasts. I could see that. You know, I could also see that, you know, if anybody's producing content and they want to broadcast it, they, they no longer should just think of it as a 2D broadcast that's going through a channel. They should start thinking that they're beaming into a room and within that room, they're now able to unfold and unpack a 3D volumetric experience. And, you know, that I think you'll start to see once people see that it's, it's very easy for them to grasp that idea.
1: And there's no production turnaround with this. It's happening in real time. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the general idea for sure.
1: Is there anything else you want to touch on, Paul?
0: You know, we're just getting started, right? I mean, I think the impact of augmented reality, particularly in the world of uh, of broadcast, uh, I think it's going to be quite profound. You know, I know a lot of people use AR as part of the CG and part of the broadcast experience, but, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the overall term for this will be, but You know, you will literally take a signal off of a display device uh, that's being broadcast to that device, and then you'll embellish it with augmented reality. It'll come out from that screen, (laughs) and it'll basically gather around you. It'll be pretty exciting.
1: Thanks so much for joining us.
0: All right. Thank you, Connie. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue.